Welcome to the Weird and Wicked podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Kristen. And we're two sisters with a passion for the mysterious and the unknown. On our podcast, we will explore killer cases and the most puzzling phenomena. Come with us down the rabbit hole, where we'll take a magnifying glass to the most bizarre, unnerving, and unbelievable stories. From true crime and conspiracy theories to ghosts and cryptids, we'll cover it all. Today, we'll be sharing the story of Matthew Pendergrass' disappearance. I still can't wrap my head around this case. Let's get into it, shall we? Warning, this episode contains topics such as mysterious disappearance and mentions of suicide. It is strictly intended for mature audiences only. Be advised that the following content may be triggering to some listeners who are sensitive to such topics. We can all help prevent suicide. If you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts or a crisis, please call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 immediately. This story is recounted from a number of sources that are listed in the show notes. Our discussion on this podcast is based solely on our own research and conclusions. Listener discretion is advised. Happy Wednesday, everyone. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. (laughs) We wanted to release another bonus episode, honestly, because this case just boggles our minds. Yeah, it is super interesting. I'm excited to share it with you guys. Same. I'm really curious to hear what you guys think about it. And I guess that means we should get into it. Mm-hmm. Matthew David Pendergrast was born on January 4th, 1977 to his parents, Jeff and Mary Ellen. Matthew grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, where his father was a cosmetic and reconstructive surgeon. His parents and friends described him as unselfish, kind, and caring. The motivated and intelligent young man moved to Memphis, Tennessee to attend college at Rhodes College. Two weeks away from graduating, Matthew was known to be a great student. He was very involved throughout his years at college, joining a fraternity, partaking in sports like soccer and track and field, and being dedicated to his studies. His parents also shared that he had a big interest in mission work and had spent two summers volunteering at an orphanage located in the Dominican Republic. He had also planned after graduating to dedicate his life to nonprofit work similar to this. This just goes to show you what a truly genuine and caring person he was. Like, so far, he seems like just just a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Regular Super guy. genuine dude. Yeah. Always, um, what's the word? Like, doing, he's like involved with school, so. Right. I also read. Athlete. He was in, I think he he was either in the band or he would just loved like playing musical instruments. And he was also like a big part of the play, the plays that they would host at the school too. So he was just a cool dude who like did everything and was like super friendly. Mm -hmm. A close friend of Matthew's at the time, Jason Woods, now shares that he can recall that Matthew had such a huge passion for life and had so much creativity inside him. Woods shares, quote, We spent many nights in intellectual discussions that ranged from existential philosophy to literature to literature to quantum physics, end quote. That's 
a lot to be like just talking about yeah. <laughs> like just a casual conversation about quantum physics you know no big deal <laughs> yeah I can't say that I ever had a night like that in college where I just hung out with friends and talked about quantum physics and, and philosophy, uh, philosophy and literature yeah, existential philosophy at that oh yeah. my gosh again it just shows you that he was so intelligent yeah willing to discuss it not just like be a part of school yeah he wasn't just like cheating his way through like he was yeah. actually doing the work and he was extremely intelligent mm-hmm. his big brother in their fraternity explains quote Matt never took himself too seriously. He was a good balance between an introvert and an extrovert, end quote. On the morning of Friday, December 1st, 2000, Matthew was scheduled to attend his Spanish class at 9 a.m. The woman who he rented his room from claimed to have heard him moving around his room, and she said he eventually left in his Navy 1998 Toyota 4Runner around 7.30 and 8 a.m. It is reported that Matthew never made it to his Spanish class that next morning. The night before, Matthew was in a play at school, and friends came forward saying that when seeing him, they thought his behavior was, quote, very upbeat, end quote. So I guess to them it seemed that nothing was up. It was just like he was normal upbeat normal and a good mood yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and he was in the play so mm-hmm. that was like normal for him I don't think anyone really noticed any signs of weird activity or a weird mm-hmm. mood with him at all it was just a regular night mm-hmm. but as hour after hour passed with no sign of Matthew his friends became increasingly worried about him knowing that this wasn't like him a few friends began calling him Over and over, the calls went unanswered. Matthew was never seen or heard from again. Some sources state that it was later that day, and some state that it was the following day, but Matthew's SUV had been discovered by hunters around 2 p.m. off of a private dirt road in Lenoke Country, Arkansas, about 120 miles from Memphis, Tennessee. The car was unlocked with keys still in the ignition and his backpack left behind. So that's pretty far from his school. Yeah, 120 miles. That's in a whole different state. Mm -hmm. Um, He either traveled really far or somebody drove him out really far. But mm -hmm. regardless, it's just weird that it it was just found with the keys in the ignition. His backpack was still there. Like you'd think mm -hmm. if he left, he would bring it with him. And he wasn't from Arkansas. Like, his family lived in Georgia, like we mentioned. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just, like, a random spot for him, I feel like. Yeah. And as far as we know, at least in the sources, there's not really any indication that he had been there before, right? Like, he didn't really take trips to Arkansas or anything. Mm -mm. That wasn't really like him. Nothing that I found. Yeah. It's just weird. Because of the weird circumstances, authorities quickly decided to search the surrounding area and ended up finding a neatly folded stack of Matthew's clothes, including blue jeans, a t-shirt, and shoes and socks. Placed near the clothes was his journal. In addition to this, they found his wallet containing his driver's license, $46 in cash, a credit card belonging to him, and family photos. So... Like, this was probably all of his possessions that were with him. 
Yeah, just a lot of personal items that typically you would bring with you wherever mm-hmm. you go. Exactly. Some accounts differ in the question of whether or not his shoes were wet or dry, but many accounts state that his jeans were wet from the knees down. Investigators also made it a point to mention that despite the colder weather that day, there were no jackets or any sweaters found on the scene or in the area at all. Hmm. Over the course of the following days, there were multiple searches conducted that included the use of canine teams that specialized in scent tracking, helicopters with night vision, and divers equipped with sonar. Despite these extensive search searches led by investigators, there were no other signs of Matthew. No scent, no signs of a struggle, no footprints, weapons, or DNA was found. Yeah, so it was kind of just a interesting scene. A Very perplexing. Absolutely. The evidence that was left didn't really seem to add up. It didn't really lead them anywhere either. Right, Um, yeah. Like, the journal or his clothes. I can't imagine what they were thinking. Mm -hmm. There's no signs of a struggle, so it's just like, what the hell happened? Right, yeah. Hey dudes, it's us dropping by to let you know about the sick party happening over on our socials. Yeah, if you aren't following us yet, you're seriously missing out. So we know some of these cases can get pretty heavy. We wanted to create a more lighthearted and fun conversation on our socials. If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can find us at Weird and Wicked Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And at Weird and Wicked on Twitter. We can't wait to see you over there. Now, going back to the journal that was found at the scene, reports state that, quote, this journal... This journal was full of bits of poetry, philosophical musings on the nature of life and death, talking of a desire for immortality, walking into water and becoming one with nature again, as well as references to the Silver Elves, end quote. To sum up, the Silver Elves is a group that describes themselves as a family of elves who advocate for the spiritual path to self-discovery and immortality. Matthew's... Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I didn't talk about that one. Um, It's weird. Like, I don't know if I've ever heard of them before. It rings a bell. Right? It does ring a bell. I'm not sure if I've heard it before. It's just so random. Like, from what we know of his life and, like, the way he was with friends and in college and stuff, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's just so... I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. It's just off, mm-hmm. I think, is the best Super way off. to describe it. Just Absolutely. not like him. Because mm-hmm. um, all of it, again, all of his friends were describing him as like a regular guy. He he participated in a lot of different school activities. He did the play, but nothing about like trying to become one with nature or mm-hmm. Um, you know, talk, he never spoke about the silver elves. I it's assume. just really random. I don't yeah. know where that, like, why that ties in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So Matthew's family firmly believed that he wouldn't have taken his own life, and there was no evidence recovered that would suggest that he was involved in or partook in any kind of drugs or illegal 
illegal activity. From the beginning of their investigation, the Memphis Police Department considered this case a missing persons case and didn't necessarily believe that there was any foul play involved. Eventually, the case was handed off to the Arkansas State Police, who still consider open and are still taking leads to this day. So yeah, from the research that we found, it became evident to me that um, the Memphis Police Department really didn't think that there was any foul play Mm -hmm. and they kind of didn't want to pursue it I got the feeling because of that um they they got the feeling it was just like either a mysterious death or um a suicide yeah so they're just like okay I guess we'll just hand this off I don't know why it got handed off to the Arkansas State Police I guess because it happened it happened there like they found the car there Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I he was. Memphis I'm not poli- sure. Go ahead. Go sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I assume the Memphis Police <clears throat> Department just didn't know where else to go with it. You know. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, he was a student there, but his missing persons report was filed in Memphis, I guess. Okay. But then he was his car was so found that's why in they Arkansas. Started. I'm right. assuming that it's a little odd, though. Mm-hmm. While the case is still open, there are some prevailing theories among investigators and armchair detectives alike. The main theory that we found to be fairly popular is that Matthew decided to surrender himself to the bayou as part of a mysterious ritual. And this is kind mm-hmm. of where his journal comes into play and the elves and all those kind of weird po- poems and whatnot that were in there. Mm-hmm. But Matthew's family and close friends admitted adamantly deny this idea, stating that they don't believe he had any reason to kill himself. Of course, no one's no one knows what is going on in a person's mind unless they open up about it, unless they, mm-hmm. the person tells them about it. But like maybe he was depressed or had some other issue and chose not to share it because that does happen quite often mm-hmm. where people that does. Like, it's just a surprise to some people um, that people will commit suicide because they seemed perfectly happy. Like, their lives were great. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's not always how it seems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one can judge by the outward expressions Mm -hmm. or, like, appearance that you put out. Yeah. So I would never – I guess you could say I wouldn't – I wouldn't say it's impossible. True. You know? Yeah. Another theory suggests that Matthew left his family and friends to start a new life. This doesn't make sense to me personally because I couldn't imagine being two weeks away from graduating college. Literally two weeks. Two weeks. And then you just up and move away. I would never do that. (laughs) I would finish, you know? Yeah. And Um, like leaving your friends and your mm -hmm. family behind, like them just wondering what happened to you I think if if you were to leave your life behind I feel like most people would tell their parents I don't know right but yeah because at at least the parents might have a hint like they might have seen him like becoming depressed or like he wasn't maybe he wouldn't 
do as many of the activities that he typically would do, but that wasn't mm-hmm. the case at all. So that's what that's what makes it so weird here. Exactly. It was just completely random. Yeah, I just don't I don't get why you would get so close to your degree and just not mm-hmm. finish it. Or like yeah. why not just finish it and then if you really want to move away, like do it afterwards. Like mm-hmm. why cut it short and leave all your stuff back home. Leave your personal belongings in your car. Yeah. It just doesn't add up to me. (laughs) You would need a car at least. Right. So the third theory that we found in our research is that of a drug deal gone bad. So again, this one doesn't add up to me. Like the way he conducted his life, the friends that he had and everything that they had to say about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, you never know what's going on in someone's like personal life but it just doesn't add up to me it doesn't make any sense yeah all of his friends said he would never was into drugs or his parents or somebody said that in one of the sources Mm -hmm. um he wasn't into drugs he didn't do drugs he wasn't really around them all that much either so it just doesn't make sense for him to get caught in the middle of a a bad drug deal you know yeah and all the mysterious, happen. like the clothes and the personal items just mm-hmm. stacked neatly there. It's just very odd yeah. for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. So I think it's also important to note that Matthew's mother was skeptical that he would have placed his clothes neatly folded and stacked. She states, quote, our son was not the neatest soul in the world, end quote. It was also stated that he left his room in disarray before his dis- before his disappearance. This information confirms for Mary Ellen that he did not do this by his own volition. And Mary Ellen was his mom, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So his mom literally said that she didn't, like, it was weird to her that all the things were stacked up neatly. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, I'm just trying to make sense of (laughs) of this. Yeah. Because it's like, all of the all of the items were found neatly and like stacked up neatly or folded, and folded up, whatever. Up, yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't think he was that neat, so that just adds to like the weirdness of the situation. Exactly, I guess I'm trying to say because the only like I don't know the only reason I could think is like I don't even know it. I can't put it together. Because, like, investigators found his room, it was, like, a complete mess, which is more in line to his typical behavior. Yeah. So, So either he just had, like, a complete change in personality or somebody was there and, like, Mm -hmm. tried to make it seem like there wasn't a struggle, maybe. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so according to a private investigator hired by the family, he thinks that the way the clothes were left just didn't add up. Mm -hmm. He states that the jeans, quote, were wet up to the knees, yet the drainage ditch between where the vehicle was found and where his clothes were found laid was filled with water that would have come up much higher on Matt than his knees, probably up over his head. I think it was all staged, end quote. Hmm. So it's really interesting that we've got this, like, PI saying the complete opposite of what investigators are, like, thinking. Yeah. 
So again, like none of it is really adding up for me. It's just a huge, big old mystery. Yeah. It kind of makes me think again, like maybe the police just wanted to wrap it up and be like, can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. But (sighs) it's weird. Um, this one was really short and I could only find a handful of sources on it. So mm-hmm. if anyone knows more information about it, yeah, feel free to or any of the answers to all of our questions here. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> there's so to... many questions with this case. Yeah, there really are like so many random scenarios in yeah. that don't add up to and me it's definitely... or his family. Yeah. And it's definitely a lesser known case. Mm-hmm. Of course, you hear about all the big ones. Um, I'm trying to think of names right now, but of course I'm blanking. But <laughs> yeah, I had never heard of this one before. Is my point? Yeah. Um. So, and I think one of our goals. I think we've said this before in one of the other true crime episodes we've done. Is one of our goals here is to shed some light on some of these lesser known cases and mm-hmm. possibly help get the answers that the families deserve and the friends deserve absolutely so the more information sorry (laughs) we keep interrupting each other (laughs) 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 oh i think the more pressure also that is just out there will help in general because if Mm -hmm. no one's putting pressure on law enforcement then they're not that motivated to work on it i think Um, yeah especially because this happened in i think it was 2000 if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. it's been so long now it's like ending up becoming a cold case and there have been cases where people have gone missing way long like what how do i word this there have been cases that were older that have been solved so Mm -hmm. right now there's there's a super high chance that if somebody comes forward with the right information, then they could it could possibly unlock the door to the answer, and mm-hmm. um, the, it could be the key to knowing what what exactly happened to him. Yeah, or, or possibly even, just, even finding him. Yeah, or if anyone has information, like if he was ever even slightly suicidal or had a mm-hmm. had ever had thoughts about weird rituals like was what was mentioned in his journal i think that would help shed a little bit more light on it too yeah but because it's all just so confusing there's mm-hmm. so many different weird pieces of the case you know it exactly. doesn't just quite fit together mm-hmm. yep. so unfortunately if you do have more information, if we didn't cover certain aspects of the case that you do know about, make sure to let us know mm-hmm. um, on our social media or even on YouTube comments. That would be awesome. Yes. Or if you do have information about the case, please contact Arkansas State Police at 800-553-3820. They are still taking tips to this day and they are still investigating so. It's still an open case. Yeah. If you know anything, please give your information. Even if it's just the slightest detail, it could mm-hmm. help shed light on part of what happened here. Yeah. And like we mentioned in the disclaimer, if you or someone you know is experiencing suicidal thoughts or a crisis, call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. 
Again, it is never too late to get help. To find programs, toolkits, fact sheets, and other resources to help you take effective action, you can visit the links in either the show notes or the description of this video. So with that, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Yep, we hope you guys liked this episode and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Weird and Wicked podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you drop a like and leave a review. And make sure to subscribe and follow us on all of our socials so you know when the next episode is up.